Hey everyone, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and today we are back to doing regular episodes. Um, one guest, one movie, uh, and it was a really good guest. I talked with Nick Lydorf, finally. Um, he's a veteran comedian and podcaster here in Lansing, uh, also a lawyer, which... Um, Odds are you'll hear about if you've ever heard his comedy. And if you're a fan of Michigan comedy, odds are you've heard of Nick Lydorf. Um, I've known him for a while as a co-host at uh, the Weekly Crunch at Crunchies. Um, he's also currently running the show at Taps 25 in Lansing. And uh, you might also know him as the co-host of Free Consultation, uh, the podcast he does with Louis Michael. And he's also a very famous fan of uh, The Big Lebowski. Um I would have considered it a disservice uh, to you and to him uh, to not do this episode eventually, so it was bound to happen. Um, obviously, spoiler alert, in case you haven't seen The Big Lebowski for some reason, uh, definitely go see it. Like, just please, go see it if, if you haven't. Pause it. Pause this. Go see it. Um, don't come back until you've seen it, please. Don't spoil the surprises. <laughs> um, and then uh, come back and enjoy this episode of We Are Movies. Podcast. <laughs> it can't be a regular podcast. Like if we, I don't know. If it's too late. <laughs> if viewership starts tanking, then then I'll become a right wing podcast if I have to <laughs> start pandering to whoever. <laughs> All the interest groups, yeah. gun nuts. I mean, we have had episodes um, where I've said like. Uh, I've said some maybe overly left-wing things or something, and I'm like, I'm anticipating the comments. Yeah. Just like, I like this, I like this movie podcast until you got all political or something. So, but it's like I did one with Oso. It's like, how is it not yeah. political? Right, right, right. Yeah, I was listening to that one. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we are rolling. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I get the uh, the beginning banter. Okay. And Ooh, nice. <laughs> some people are like, oh, they're friends. Off You're there. so good. <laughs> So, so slick, Johnny Mike. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. I like I like uh, starting before people know, and oh sometimes they God. just say something All uh, right. that they before they switch into their um, on air persona. Okay. So, All right. <laughs> thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, sure. man. Yeah, I think I threatened you. I think I was like, you have to do this, or if you do this to anyone else, I will. Yeah, uh, you will never find your body. It, it I was. Think, I, like I specifically remember it was a bad day too because it was like a rough day at Crunchies. Okay. Uh, you were hosting, yeah. and I think it was just like a, it was just kind of a dreary, like, yeah. it wasn't one of the better shows. Yeah. Usually the shows are great, yeah. I'll point out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I, I was about to go up, and you're like, by the way, if you do an episode of your podcast, I'm Big Lebowski, and I'm not on it, I'll fucking kill you. That's right. <laughs> I, remember, I remember saying that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, something else. so I was like, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah, glad you're because you're, you're obsessed with I this I love movie. it. I absolutely love this movie. What, um... Uh, well, like, did you see it in theaters when it came out? No, I didn't. That was that was a weird thing. Um, I was like in high school right at the end. I think it, it came out in '98. I think, yeah. and so I I was yikes. I was a, a senior in high school okay. in '98. So um, right around then, I mean, I was still. Um, I was like a jock athlete kind of guy, and I was also in like marching band and stuff. So I didn't really like. Um, catch it. I didn't wasn't really into a whole lot of movies and stuff. I had a lot of stuff going on like then. I was always in like doing something activities and stuff like that. And then so I didn't, I didn't see it. And then the first time I saw it was 
uh, I think in 99 uh, at Wells Hall uh, <laughs> in Michigan at Michigan State when they would just show like were you a student at Michigan yeah, State? yeah yep okay yep I was in uh, we walked over one of my buddies was a um, film major and he's like you want to go see the book I was like I don't even know what this movie is you want and he's like yeah I love it and we just we went over and uh, walked across the street from Holden to Wells Hall and I was just like oh my god this is the best movie I love this so much yeah and I just I've seen it you know so many times countless so, times because that's interesting because it's a huge cult classic yeah now. Um, but I guess it was already kind of a cult classic like the year after it came out like people it, were already yeah it didn't do I didn't catch it and I don't think it did well in theaters yeah and I like think so. um, but yeah it beca- I think it became like right after that when it went to video is yeah. when people just really started latching onto it and that's kind of when I really discovered it um, I think I had a VHS tape of one point of it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember that. We went over and we were um, pretty drunk. So the first time I saw it, I was just like, I, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I liked it. And then I just yeah. remember watching it a couple weeks after that. I was like, it's even better. It gets better each time I watch it. I just, that's yeah. one of those movies where I just, I love to watch it with. Uh, were you already uh, like a Coen Brothers fan or anything? No, or I no? was not. No. Okay. So, like, um, what is your movie relationship yeah. before this? Is okay. Question, I guess. So like yeah, so I mean, I um, I was kind of like a like a jockey kind of kid, and okay. then but then I was also in marching band, so I wasn't really. And I grew up in the middle of nowhere too, so like sure. I didn't have a lot of culture. <laughs> <laughs> so like there, were, I mean, there was one non-white person at my school, okay, and like um, yeah, so we it was very just homogenous and you know not a lot of uh, intelligent people, you know. <laughs> so um, so we I didn't have a lot. I would plus there wasn't a, a there was a theater probably. A half hour, forty minutes from my house, so oh, I didn't wow. get to go. Were you like in? Was this like a rural town? Yeah, oh, yeah. So okay. it's like forty-five minutes north, uh, north northeast of here. Okay. So and it's like um, north of St. John's, but like I right in your the middle. Your yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like right in the middle of nowhere, um, and so there's not a whole lot, whole lot going on. Um, there was a movie theater, but like, so I didn't have a lot. It was always like to video stuff. So okay. anything that came to video, um, we would, I would try and see, but then I would just like find the stuff that I liked. And then I, I would just basically just watch that, you know? Sure. So not like a cinema file or anything like sure, that, yeah. but like, I like what I like. And sometimes it's, you know, people are like, Oh, that's a cool movie. I'm like, yeah, I know I have good taste, <laughs> but like, but like you know, sometimes, you know, I, I'm, you know, I like the stuff that people don't like, but right. yeah, this There's is the ones you tell people about. Yeah. I tell people about Big Lebowski. Right. I don't tell people about Biodome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like my music taste is like, uh, I wrote a, a 12-page paper in high school about how Oasis was the best band that ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell many people about that, but um, but yeah, I, I, I really, uh, yeah, so this wasn't my, this was actually my first Cohen uh, Brothers movie, and then since then I've, you know, I've become a, a fan. There's, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen, um, most of them, uh, I saw for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I saw the uh, the one from two thousand nine, um, something man. No Country for Old Men. No, I saw that one. Oh, um, a, a, a simple, simple man. man. Simple yes. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's good. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was so good. The, the um, general thing that's you can kind of find in all of their movies is like an idiosyncratic sense of humor, right? Basically, yeah. Even when they do like dramas, like No Country for Old Men, there's yeah. still like a weird sense yeah. of humor to yeah. it. Yeah, No Country for Old. I love that movie. That yeah. is like 
oh, it's such a great, um, just the visuals, like the characters. Like, oh, yeah. It's just so good. I mean, it, I mean, it's so great to watch a movie like The Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. knowing that this really vulgar comedy is made by like super competent filmmakers. I know. Too. I know. Because like, I mean, obviously it shows in the movie yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, like they're you know this Oscar nominated right, <laughs> right, couple of guys. And yeah. I think the cool th- what I really like about it is like it's so many genres of film into yeah. like one. Thing, you know, like it starts yeah. out like, is it a spaghetti western kind of a thing? Like, <laughs> right. you're like that shot right at the beginning. The tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I should disclose that I am in the middle of a, uh, a podcast where it goes minute by minute through the Big Lebowski, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like 29 minutes in, so that's 29 episodes of that, and they yeah. go through minute. How long is an episode? One, it breaks down one minute of the film. But like, how long is each episode for? Oh, each it film? can be. I mean, it can be an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> wow, it's like okay. wow, yeah. So deep dive. I mean, that's the thing the... is like because we were talking about how it didn't do well in right. theaters and later became a cult classic. And uh, the funny thing is like you can't make a cult classic. Like right. you can't set out to make one. I think everyone. There's this one uh, writer. Um, uh, Simon Barrett, who says, like, he said people come up to him and they say, oh, I love you because you, you write all these cult movies. And he's like, all you're telling me is my movies don't make money. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but there are, like, qualities that you see pop up yeah, exactly. in a lot of these kinds of movies. And I think yep. Big Lebowski has a lot of them because yep. it's because of the melding of genres. It's yeah. not categorical. Like, it doesn't fall into one category. Right. Um, and the fact that it's just... There's so much about the movie where like each little scene can be pulled out and it's mm-hmm. iconic on its own and it's funny on its own even without context. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's you find that in a lot of cult classics right. usually. Right, and yeah, I think you're right. You can't like reverse engineer a cult classic, right? Right, you have to, yeah. like it's just an organic thing that happens. That you can find qualities that that run through each one of those things, yeah. like Ghostbusters or like you know different things like that. Um, but but yeah, you can't like you couldn't. I don't think you could make another film like this film. I yeah. mean, it's just so because it's like what do you, it, it's a comedy, right? It's it's like but then I think it's just so it's many other things. Movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like uh right, you yeah. know the your brother Seamus, like you know that <laughs> right. character with the detective dude and, yeah. and all these little sub things that happen and yeah, it, it's it's hard to put your finger on it and that's like kind of like a beautiful woman sometimes, you know, or a beautiful person like <laughs> yeah. you can't really like Right, you know, and you would say that whenever a movie does come out, and I see some of these movies that are like obviously trying to recreate like old cult classics, right? And it it it, it feels like uh, it feels like a girl who's like being overly quirky, right? Like the like the hashtag yeah. roar, yeah, right, right, yeah. So because yeah. yeah, there's just something very authentic to a movie like the, yeah. the Big Lebowski, and it's such a specific strange movie for what I think it's an original screenplay mm-hmm. like it's not even based on right. a specific book yeah. it does have it, it is feels very reminiscent of like a Dashiell Hammett books a bit okay. like those like detective novels to a certain extent okay yeah yeah like bare yeah. bones <laughs> obviously right. yeah um, I'm just yeah, gonna pretend there's... like I know what that is <laughs> yeah, He's, yeah very it's like detective books <laughs> um, books books <laughs> Let me write this down. You say the umlaut. We're speaking German here. <laughs> My first time watching this yeah. was, um, I think, when I was. Uh, let me think. I was living in Mississippi at the time, so I would have been like twelve or thirteen. Okay, and I was getting into 
actual movies yeah. at the time because I I'd, I'd watched a lot of I, I mostly just watched like comedies and B movies right uh, as a kid so like I um I started watching Coen Brothers movies I don't remember if it was the first Coen Brothers movie I saw mm-hmm. but yeah the first time I watched it I think I just I did, like I was twelve or thirteen so yeah. I was like I didn't get it right right um I. I mean, now I pretty much love all of their movies, but I watched mm-hmm. a lot of their movies, and I would like pretend I liked them more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I think yeah. around like fifteen, I went back and I rewatched a lot of these, and and I like fell in love with them. Yeah. Um, well, that's but, interesting. Like, I remember you. I was listening to one of the other episodes, and you liked adult things. Like, <laughs> you wanted to be an adult before you were a kid, right? Because right? I was yeah. very, I was very, um, uh, sort of like. Um, uh, What's the word? I, I was I was um, very insecure yeah. okay. about my about my youth. Okay. So yeah, like I didn't want to watch like Pixar movies and stuff because yeah. I was like very like I, I right. I'm an adult, so right, like, right. I, I watch adult movies like Rambo or right, whatever. Right, right, right. And then it wasn't until I was like you know 16 or whatever I was like I finally gained appreciation yeah. for the good childhood things that I might have not yeah. really watched. Yeah, everyone's with Pixar and you have like a corncob pipe and like reading the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like watching Pixar. It's like, but have you guys seen Office Space? <laughs> and, oh my god, that's another great one. Oh my another god, another cult classic. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Big Lebowski. I think like really hit me when I was fifteen. I was like, mm-hmm. and, and it's one of my like it's inspiration movies. Like mm-hmm. if I'm writing or something. Yeah, it's one of those. It's something I just quote in my daily life too. Yeah. Like it's just kind of it's like part of your DNA eventually. Right, yeah. and like one of the reasons I love it so much is because there's such it, it's so simple but then it's complex at the same time like that the beginning of the film where it cuts to him in the Ralph's grocery yeah. store and then like he's he opens up the the half and half and he's smelling it and then he drinks it and then like <laughs> you're getting like you're figuring out who this guy he's wearing jellies right. and, like, and, like a, a long cardigan and shorts and like they just writes the check for like 67 cents yeah. which is like like just with the Sam Elliott narration yeah like, sometimes there's a man <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there's a man there's a man yeah <laughs> Oh hell! It's such. <laughs> I lost the train of thought. Yeah, it's 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 so yeah. strange, and it's not. And that's like there's a lot of conventional comedy things in it. Mm-hmm. You might find in other comedies, right. but it's wrapped up in such a yeah. weird package. Right. <laughs> that and I'm I'm curious because you've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. I think you're because like you're famously obsessed. With yeah, I am. Yeah. I, when I. Announced I was doing this. I had yeah, so like, <laughs> somebody was like, well, yeah. Nick's doing it, right? Yeah. Like, who yeah. else would do it? Right. So, yeah. I mean, like, I paid him to say <laughs> There's so much, uh, like, philosophy in yes. this movie. I, uh, I own several many conflicting books philosophies, about it. too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, each of the main characters kind of represent their own philosophy. Absolutely right. Yeah. And um, I. Uh, I think that's one of the most amazing things about it, and mm-hmm. and, and the, you can easily take the dude, and, and he's like, oh, he's a funny character, right? But he, the whole movie is kind of about a way of life, and I know that's yep. become dudism, yeah, dudism, yeah, yeah, yeah. dudism, dudism. Yep. It's yep. like a actual. <laughs> yeah, thing. I'm a, a uh, ordained minister of the. Are you <laughs> of the, <laughs> church, <laughs> the Latter Day Dude? I am. Yeah. So, so what, when you, you married, I can marry you. Oh, so you can marry. <laughs> yep. You, you, so you're actually ordained yep. to marry people yeah. under the eyes of correct of Judaism. Have you done it yet? <laughs> yeah. Not yet, no, but okay. uh, hopefully after the podcast, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have to advertise your yeah. credentials. <laughs> right, right. Um, um, so, 
I, I want to know um, over the years your relationship with this movie. Mm-hmm. Were you thinking about those things when you first saw it, or did you just think it was just like a funny movie? Um, I first time it was just like, oh, this is a funny movie. I like yeah. these characters and stuff. And then it was like, as I got um, more into it, I was kind of I, I really wanted to. Because I, I studied political um, science and um, a lot of political philosophy classes and stuff like that, and kind of like, you know, it was just very interesting to see like what, you know, what kind of these characters represent, what you know, different kinds of philosophies and and things like that. Um, but yeah, so I would it would always like um, I can always watch it on a couple. Like a, you know, at least a couple different levels where it's just sometimes I like to watch it and just laugh because it's just hilarious right. and um, and just quote the entire movie, which annoys my wife. But at the same time, <laughs> I think she likes to you know hear me do it because she could just leave the room. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and or or like trying to like really pick it apart and see like what else is in here, like what are they trying to do, you know, right. and like what are they trying to say and. Um, because it's a movie that spends so much time on people just talking, yeah, and it doesn't relate to the main plot. Because I, right. the funny thing is, I rewatched this last night because it'd been a while since I've seen it, and I remember so many things so well. I remember the iconography, I remember the characters, and I remember lines yeah. of dialogue. But like, I didn't remember the main plot yeah. <laughs> and yeah, how that gets resolved. Right, right, right. That was the like I didn't remember actually the actual mystery. Yeah, and what that was. So yeah. watching it, that was yeah. the big thing I was learning. I was just trying to figure out what that all was yeah. again. Um, and but then there's so many scenes where Walter and uh, and the dude are just kind of like arguing about their viewpoints right. on things that don't matter. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the. So, like the plot's almost like a secondary yeah. thing. It's just yeah. there, and then, like you know, it it kind of picks up every once in a while, and then then right. kind of it, they'll take a stop, and then you have you'll sit with these characters for a minute and learn more about them, and right, um, and then like oh now we're now we're back on the on the. There's a phrase the, that I think Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if he coined it, but I, like I hear him say it the most, and it's when he calls something a hangout movie. Okay, and it's basically a movie oh, that, that sense, yeah. where the plot doesn't matter and you're really just there because you like spending time with the characters. Oh, yeah. I never heard of that, but that's, I and, think that's yeah, spot on. The whole this. movie's just about the yeah. characters. And, I mean, you you feel kind of like you're just at the bowling alley with Right, them. right, right, um, right. Yeah, the, those... <laughs> that was... Um, we would... I mean, I... We would go to the bowling alley and just, like, I mean, quote those... All that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's such, such a great... And there's so many little moments. Like, like I, I remember people think about how iconic uh, Jesus yeah. is, the John Turturro character, yeah. who's in, like... He, he's like the Boba Fett of this movie. Correct. Like, he's one exactly. of the most iconic things about yes. this movie. Yep. And he has two minutes of screen yeah. time. And right? he's the most hateable person. Like, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's like, like a, a child molester. <laughs> a pederast. Yeah. With a record. Yeah. <laughs> right. He spent time in Chino. It's, um, and that's such a weird thing, too. I, watching it now, like, the flashback that they cut to while yeah. Walter's describing that is right. just so strange and out of yeah. place. Um, and they're doing a movie about They're him. doing a spinoff movie. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm wondering when we see the I'm spinoff concerned. movie. I'm a little concerned. Considering that the main character of this comedy is a pedophile, uh-huh. like, <laughs> or he he exposed himself to an eight right. year old, I guess is the. And I I don't know specifics exactly about it, but I think did John Turturro write that? And John he, Turturro, I think wrote it, and he's directing it. Yeah. And then I think the only involvement of the Cohen brothers is that they gave him permission. Oh, uh, they anointed it. To use <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess I don't know. It's officially canon. Okay. Uh, but, okay. But yeah, I think it's just I don't know. I have I have zero. Expectations one right. way or the other because right. it's such a, it's such a tangential thing to yeah. what the Big Lebowski is. Yeah, 
but he's great in the yeah. his two scenes in the movie. Um, yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Flash a piece on the lame pendejo. Yeah, oh, it's so great. Uh, his like coke fingernail. There's so many oh things in those characters. Yeah. And that's the thing. Every character in this movie, you kind of believe that they exist outside of this movie. Yeah, like you believe that th- these people are all the, these one scene characters are mm-hmm. so well rounded. Yep. and their performances and the way they talk. Yeah. I think the Coen Brothers master this thing. That's like the the one scene character that appears behind a desk. There's mm. like always a bunch of those in their movies. Yeah. And there's like like in the there's the small town sheriff in this movie. Yeah. They're like, I don't like your jerk off face. <laughs> that guy. Jerk off name. <laughs> jerk off. Yeah. And like yeah, just all these people who just right. kind of show uh, Jackie Treehorns in one scene. Absolutely. And he's such a you know strange interesting yeah, guy. Yeah. That's his own. an interesting. That's an interesting thing because they're in. Um, Simple man, that's what it is. is yeah, the, yeah. There, there's the the kid that tries to bribe him. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that. Even that that he's in that for I would think two scenes, and like he, he was you know very you know detailed and believable, and it's yeah, yeah. That's an interesting. It's like these NPC like the those <laughs> in a video game talk like they yeah. they they have a very good you knack meet them away. Yeah, is, yeah. And they're very rich. Or, and, have, have you seen Fargo? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fargo might be my favorite Coen Brothers okay, movie. Yeah, it's. And there's the like the one scene in that where she uh, Francis McDormand meets uh, Mike Yanagita. Oh my God, that's such a great. It's scene. an amazing scene, and it all it does. Mike Yanagita. Like, <laughs> and, and it's <laughs> all that scene. Like it's such a long scene with this one character we've never seen before and never see again for the rest yeah. of the day. And it does play into the plot and that it makes her when she finds out he was lying, it makes her decide to go see William H Macy. Yeah, again. but it's. That self-contained scene, mm-hmm. it, 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 you you just hundred percent believe this Magyanagita could have his own movie. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. With the amount of little, the little amount of time we have with Jesus in the movie, it's like, yeah, I I understand the need for a spinoff. Right. Like, right every right, character right. in this movie, yeah, could to a certain extent have a spinoff. <laughs> and, and Liam, his partner, Liam, yeah. the other guy, who never talks, right? never talks. Yeah, yeah. He's just standing next yeah. to him. Yeah. There's a there's a shot of him like you know later like dancing after he gets a strike, but I think he's in the beginning <laughs> of the film. But um. Yeah, it's such a like that guy. He one of my friends lives in uh, Louisville, where they did the first uh, Lebowski Fest. That's like where oh, okay. they they do it like every year, and uh, they were always they would get like the like characters from the movie, and like Liam was always a a, um, a big one that they would have, and. Um, because he just he's so specific the way he looks right it's like an iconic look is he also the guy at the beginning when it's like slow motion and it's that shot of him there's like his gut while he's celebrating twist yeah Yeah, yeah, in slow motion (laughs) I I made a note of that scene I wrote wrote celebrating gut that's what (laughs) I (laughs) mean yeah um yeah it's it's such a there's so many things that you know because I, I, I'm not like a student of film, so I don't really know everything about it. But just like how it's the beginning, where it's just the tumbleweed thing, and you yeah. see like the it kind of over the over the city, and, and you know the narration and everything, and um, and then it just cuts to him in the you know walking around, and right. yeah, it's, you could make the case that it is a modern western, right? Because it's it's yeah, out Los Angeles, right? Yep. Um, and you got the narrator, which, you got the narrator, which is the stranger, is, and then how he interacts with it, which is uh, that's one of my favorite parts. That he's sort of like this omniscient character, yeah, Sam Elliott, yeah, right. He, well, there's a because you hear his narration early on, and then when he shows up later, sitting next to the dude at the bar, yeah. there is a very like mythic quality to him because we kind of 
because the dude's like talking to Walter and mm-hmm. then Walter leaves and then the camera moves into where it's just the dude yep. and then it moves back out and then now Sam Elliott's there yeah and the only person who interacts with him is the dude so you yeah. do get this feeling that he's like he's a god kind of yeah yeah you know? and they have that great joke where it's like do you have to use so many cuss words <laughs> <laughs> Like fuck you talking. Like, about? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, All right, dude. Yeah, but he, also the my favorite thing. One of my favorite things about this movie is that Sam Elliott is so like he's so like in admiration of the dude. And I lifestyle. know, like, I know. And that's kind of I think the point of view that the movie's taking, which mm-hmm. is like because at the end of it, he says. Um, you know, taking it easy for all the sinners. Yeah, exactly. Which, I think that's why I like this so much because yeah. my life is so unlike the dude. Like, I'm so regulated with my schedule, being a lawyer and everything. Yeah. Like, I have to do this, 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 and I really latch on to just the that he's doing it for us. You know, he's taking it easy for all the sinners out there. Like, that's right. that's his. That's why I like it so much. Um, because, I mean, he's just. Got this amazing, interesting. Like he, we wrote the port. Uh, it was a co-author of the Port Huron statement, which <laughs> right. is so that, Yeah, I know. Uh, and then like, what was it? The seven. The, uh, uh, yeah, the, he was. Um, yeah, the Seattle Seven. Seattle Seven. was like me and six other guys. guys. <laughs> Uh, that's wrote, like the only bit of backstory you get. Well, and yeah. the other thing is Rudy from Metallica. Oh uh, yeah, speed of yeah. sound to a real asshole. Right. <laughs> um, what do you do for recreation? <laughs> I think the sort of the thesis statement of this movie. I mm-hmm. think the one line, and it's I think it's used twice, maybe more than that. Yeah. But when Walter says uh, like "fuck it, dude, let's go bull," yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like it's used early on. Um, after they, uh, well, after they screw up the, um, yeah. the trade-off. Yeah, the rigor. The, the rigor. rigor. The rigor. And then it's used at the very end after they spread Donnie's ashes. Yeah. And it's, it is kind of like, that's the point of the movie. It's right. It's just like, fuck it, let's go it's bull. Fucking, that's yeah. the point of the movie. <laughs> it's yep. like, yeah. uh, and that's kind of how they, like, they bull their cares away, you know? Right, right. And it's, and it's kind of like, going back to what we were talking about, the, the plot itself, the plot's just there. And yeah. it's like, it's just gonna, like... They fucked up the ringer and like someone could die, right? right? But they're like, no, it doesn't matter, you know. Like they're just, it's and gonna it's, happen. It's, it's fine. also a needlessly convoluted plot, right? Right. right. The right. fact there's so many red herrings, like this, uh, <laughs> the young kid who steals the dude's oh, car and takes his briefcase. Um, you know, oh, this is what happens, Larry. Oh, Larry. Larry. Yeah, Larry, who has zero lines in the movie. Oh, but my God. Iconic on his own. Like, if yeah. you showed me a picture of Larry's right. face, yeah. I remember the character and what movie he was from. <laughs> Walter's oh. just obsessed with the writer. The writer who's like, an Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, on a personal level, Brandon, for me, yeah, <laughs> we're both huge fans. Right? Does he still write? No, yeah. he has health problems. But and there's so many. I feel like a lesser writer would appro- would approach this story in a very workmanlike way. They'd be like, mm. um, Walter. It, 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 they'd say like, oh, uh, the dude and Walter are gonna call each other on the phone and say, let's go to Larry's house. But instead, they're at the recital for the dude's landlord. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> And Walter's the in like cycle. a suit, yeah, yeah. And he's like whispering it to him, <laughs> yeah. and Donnie's trying to like pipe in, and he's telling yeah. him to shut up. Oh man! Uh, and there's all those elements that make it so real. Right. And I mean, it's obviously like not realistic, but the, yeah. you, there's a world, and it's not that these characters are only operating within what the plot wants them to do. Right. There's all these things that are out of their control. Yeah. Um, yeah it's yeah, and and how they get to these like just the three man. Like comedy yeah. that they do, like with oh, Donnie Walter and the dude, it's just so. And it's the most like 
one of the greatest uh, assembly uh, just combinations of oh, great actors. Yeah, with Jeff Bridges and John Goodman oh, and Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi plays that so well. Yeah, he's just so good at that. Like just this dipshit like guy. <laughs> right. But also, it's the fact that he comes into every conversation. Yeah. Right, right, right. And right. he never has a full understanding of what's happening in the movie. Like, right. You feel like he. Ne- it's always he when he's like, it's like Lennon said, and he's like, I'm the walrus. So yeah. It's not the Lennon yeah. that he thinks he's talking yep. about. But, yeah. But he's so lovable. And um, there's <laughs> yeah. actually rewatching it last night. Uh, at the end, um, before he before he dies, before he has his heart attack, and he has that bowl, and the, like the one last pin is up. Yep. It's such a sad moment because you know it's his last roll. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole dynamic works, and the fact that Walter, his first inclination is to tell uh, Donnie <laughs> to shut up. The fuck like up. when he's like, they posted the yeah. next round. He's like, Donnie, shut, shut the, the fuck. Up. What, 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 when do we play? Like. <laughs> It's like on Saturday. I told yeah. that fucking border crowd that we had a roll on Shabbos. Yeah. Which is another great element that yeah. just doesn't need to be in the movie. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, I know. That part, too, is like, you knew I converted when I married Cynthia. Like, right. he's converted. Well, there's this whole thing about Walter about how he's still kind of obsessed with his ex-wife. Yeah. From f- they divorced five years ago. Right. He still practices yeah. Judaism because he converted for her, and he still watches her dog while she's vacationing well, I, with her. It's a Pomeranian. <laughs> that's an interesting part of walter that i really um he's a complex character yeah I, really I, yeah there's a lot going on like you, i mean i've read different things about like how he re- you know, represents maybe like the republican party in that they mm. he sides with you know is the state of israel he really he defends them even though he's not from israel that kind of yeah. thinking is very very interesting and um, he's also he's a non-veteran which yeah, is part of it right and, um i did, did uh the dude's not a non-veteran right like, no he um i thought there was a reference when he was after he had sex with maude they were talking about that but no. he was but yeah he was never but no. there's a there's the funny thing is when Walter has that iconic scene when he pulls the gun on Smokey. Yes. They establish later that Smokey was a conscientious objector, Ejector. and yeah. that's probably part. It's like this underlying tension that's there. Right, right, right. That Walter probably despises him for that reason. Exactly. Not yeah, that just yeah. that his line, his foot went over the line. Right, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. He's the Republican Party because he, yeah, he has those conservative, things or, or just and, a conservative in general. Right? right. Yeah. And he has his uh, his his uh, you know he 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 packs. Too. Yep. But then there's like the moment when there's he's like the Chinaman's not the issue yeah. here, and he's like okay, but no, it's, Chinaman's not the preferred term, <laughs> Asian American at least. Yeah. So he's like making these weird yeah. strides to try to be politically correct, right? Occasionally. Yeah. Um. And fa- yeah, failing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then yeah, but then when he had, when they're in the coffee shop, and he's oh, just like you know yeah. like you know people died so we could, you could have this family friendly <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> My <laughs> face down in the muck. <laughs> They're all like these, like really tragic, kind of like I don't know. If tra- well, he's kind of tragic. I yeah, think, I think so. But the way that they've all just kind of been pushed aside by society, mm-hmm. and they deal with it in their own ways. Yeah. You know? um, the dude just kind of takes it as it comes. Oh yeah. And then the Walter transfers it into anger. <laughs> right. And you know, you kind of, you know, like. 
there's just so much more of the dude like I would want to know. That's like yeah. how I would read I try I read like books on like the you know the different things about it and all kinds of things. You know, just like I mean what does he do? I don't know what he does. Like he's unemployed, but yeah. somehow he has a one person apartment in LA. Right. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he affords weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's got that he's got that car that he messes yeah. up and um yeah, it's such a cuz like and then just money just kind of falls yeah. in his way maybe you know they're trying to say like you just don't worry about things and things will just happen for you like you know yeah. that kind of because he is late on the rent they show with his his uh, right his, his oh, yeah. weird landlord <laughs> yeah he's like dude it's already the 10th he's like yeah far out oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> The dude is also established to be like he's a pretty good guy for yeah. the most part. He's he's genuinely like, you know, he's like they're gonna kill that they're poor woman, man. Like he's upset about that. Kill that poor. He, he goes to the his landlord's uh, recital, which is like yeah. He's like I'll be there, man. Yeah. Like he just goes and yeah. it doesn't look enjoyable at all. No, but he's still there. Yeah, um, this is great. The, the, well, in watching the, so many times, what I love watching is that scene where the guy's dancing. Yeah, and uh, there's the, he comes out, and there's a, a stupid like little gym mat that yeah. he had in gym class, and he has it so when he rolls on the ground, <laughs> it's it's so, so it doesn't hurt himself. <laughs> I'd love it if you came by and gave me some notes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dance quintet, <laughs> the cycle. Oh, you, we were talking about how the the dude is like a, a good. Uh, like a good person, like he's a good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, um, and he kind of does what's asked of him when the yeah when the big Lebowski yeah with the big Lebowski hires him yeah and then at the same time you know there's a like that uh, that kind of you know fuck you to authority which is he's right the, you know the, the well big the way Lebowski. he puts on his sunglasses when, I love <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah. moment when uh, <clears throat> the rich Jeffrey Lebowski is yelling at him and he yep. just takes out his sunglasses and puts them <laughs> yeah. on oh just, fuck it yes yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where your generation you know the yeah the the hippies never win yeah. or something um, yeah yep. uh, I love that whole section like those characters like Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah as Bram oh man he's so perfect <sighs> like all his when he's first introduced and the way he's like trying to tell him not to touch things but he's being very <laughs> polite and he's, yeah. he's like if you don't and he like moves yeah. his hand away and then the way that later on he's like repeating everything yeah Big Lebowski says but with like like he's like Wait, that did not occur to us <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great uh, the moment that made me laugh out loud rewatching it was uh when uh, Bunny says to oh, the yeah. dude, I'll, I'll suck, like, I'll suck your cock for $1,000. And then it just cuts to Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, ah! <laughs> his laugh. He's yeah, like, like, she's very free spirit. Yeah, like, she's totally said that before. And, like, he's just, he, he's heard this a million times. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to go find a cash machine. And then <laughs> the way so that um, you it cuts to the, the nihilist there, Peter Sturman. Yep. And she's like, oh, he doesn't care. He's a nihilist. That's, <laughs> oh, I know. And then he's like, oh, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The, the, the nihilists, like, that's their only character trait. Yeah. That they're nihilists. Right, right, right. There's nothing. Yeah. It's like a group of nihilists. Yeah, Flea, by the way. Flea is one of yeah. them. Yeah. I think one of them was also in Die Hard. I recognize. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like one of the terrorists. Yeah. Um, and then the main one, Peter Stormare, he's yeah. from, uh, he was also in Fargo. Yep. Uh, and some other stuff. Um, yes, Goofy lost her toe. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, fucking nihilists. When Walter's like, <laughs> you want a toe? I can get you a toe. <laughs> That's the best part is like, yeah. Walter's kind of correct about everything. Yeah. Even when they get the toe, yeah. and there's the amazing line, I will not abide another toe. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like um and he says like walter's saying like oh it wasn't her toe he's like correct they just yeah. cut off like their girlfriend's yeah. toe right, right um and there's a rewatching it also at the end of it when sam elliott's doing like his final uh Addressed to the camera, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, looks like everything ended up pretty well for uh, the dude and Walter." And I was like, "No, <laughs> like the dude is less worse <laughs> yeah, off, right? Like he's he's let he's down one rug. Yeah, like anything he never right. gets his rug back. That's true. He loses his car. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? I know. Um, it's yeah. so their their friend died. Like, right. <laughs> in it's, an unrelated incident, it's got like some really probably one of the best visual. Gags that I've that I've ever saw in a, in a film is when he takes that time and it shows him um, nailing that that two by four to the door, like to make yeah. the door, and then they and just he, lean, and he leans the the chair up oh against. Oh my it. god! It's just I, every time I watch that, I just cry because it's just like he forgot which way is the door opens. <laughs> he just looks at it, and then, <laughs> and then later he trips over that yes! two by his own yes! two by four. Yes! <laughs> Yeah, the setups and payoffs yeah. work so well. And even a callback. They use it as oh. a callback at the end, right? Because then he trips over it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so. then uh, there's the lines that come back, like when he's signing the check uh, for 69 cents. Oh, and yep. George H.W. Bush on yeah. the TV is saying, This aggression will not stand right. against Kuwait. Right, right. And then he ends up saying that later This aggression yeah. will not stand, <laughs> man. And the check on that is 9 11. Um, September 11th. Oh yeah, different date. That's one but, of the things people pick yeah, that out is right. how Hollywood knew about <laughs> <laughs> 9/11. Right, right. Before it happened. Yeah. Uh, there is a there is a lot of like hidden. Mm-hmm. I, I don't com- completely understand what the movie's saying, but there's yeah. a lot of political stuff yeah. on the edges of this movie. Like yeah. you see, because it takes place in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it takes place in like early 90s, right? Yeah, right during. So I think it would be like 91. Right. Or no, no, or right after the right after the Gulf. Or right around the Gulf War. Because right in before. Sam Elliott's narration at the beginning, I think yeah. he mentions the Gulf War. Yeah. Like he says that was yeah, happening. <clears throat> so I think part of that has to do with the fact that it was during this tense time, mm-hmm. but you just have these people like the dude who don't concern themselves at all with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, he just repeats little things like this aggression this will not stand same. because that seems important to him it seems yeah. like a, a good yeah. line to use yeah. but he doesn't take into account what he's saying that about or why right because right. that doesn't concern him right you know right <laughs> but then he, he has a checking account which i don't even know right. how that right he's, <laughs> was the implication was he writing the check for the milk that he drank yeah from? but he was only well, i think for, he was just buying well that's a good question because maybe maybe half and half only cost that much back then i don't know maybe because at first i thought the joke was he was just paying for the amount of oh, money i didn't thought about drank, that way but then it's like they wouldn't charge you for the amount right of drink, right they yeah you just thing. you just leave. yeah <laughs> right so um, yeah i never quite, quite yeah that's a good but there's absolutely. like a bit of milk on his uh <laughs> yeah. like on his mustache yeah <laughs> afterwards yeah. jeff bridges at this point he was already like i mean he'd been acting for a while like he mm-hmm. was in tron in the 80s right uh and stuff like that and he was like a handsome like movie star guy mm-hmm. like uh like did you ever see Starman? no it's one where he's like the guy from space uh, and he falls in love with karen allen and he, and it, it's like he was in like those romantic leads oh, and then okay. it seems like such a strange in that context imagine being a jeff bridges fan mm-hmm. and being like why are you yeah at this point in your career <laughs> well and it's interesting because then in, towards the end you've got maude who you know finds him 
to be worthy enough to be the sperm donor right. for her kid, which is kind of interesting. But part of that is the <laughs> fact that she knows she wants the father to be somebody who wouldn't care about him at all. <laughs> yeah, right. I love how quickly that's brushed off. Yeah. Like, when she's like, it increases the chances of conception. He's like, what? She's like, oh, I just knew, I didn't want the father to be someone who would want to be involved. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, and the doctor. Okay. Slide your shorts down, Mr. Lebowski, please. <laughs> no, she hit me right here, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't. Yes, I, I just did. Like the the Which, like, yeah, that pays off guys, later. Like yeah. it's a while. He's even listening to um, headphones then. Yes. Which, like, even at a doctor, like he's not even. <laughs> he's he not care. Yeah. yeah. And it's right after that. I always remember. That's such a weird moment because when he tells him to slide his shorts down, if it's your first time watching it, you think yeah. the doctor's like assaulting him. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. then later, it's like, oh, it was just to oh, make sure he's fertile. Right. 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 Um, uh, but then uh, right after that, there's a. Uh, uh, he's the, there's the do 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 looking oh, yeah, yeah. out my back door. I'll yeah. do like if that song comes on. Yep. I feel um, naturally inclined to like hit the. Roof yeah, I know, the right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. I feel the same way. It's just an iconic yeah. thing. Yeah. It's such a... <laughs> and he's in a good mood, but then he like yes. drops the cigarette out of his crotch and then tries to put it out with beer and then crashes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, that's such a. But Maude Lebowski is mm-hmm. interesting because um, she represents her own uh, philosophy too. Because she's like an extreme feminist. Yeah, you know, she's introduced. She's introduced doing this abstract art. Right, right, right. She's just nude, like <laughs> hung from the ceiling. Yeah, and she has this like zip line. <laughs> she's going right. painting. Yeah, and that's very in line with like like if you read the kind of novels like or or the noir films that mm. kind of inspired this. Yeah. They do have this similar structure where it's like character just stumbles into this mystery mm. and meets a bunch of people, all these strange characters with all these red herrings, and they all have their own different motivations. Mm. And it's like that, but just to like the eleventh oh, degree, because okay, okay. like everyone's extremely weird in this. Yeah, like they're all caricatures. And right. I love the the accent that Julianne Moore does as Ma. Like <laughs> right, it's such right. A, yeah, it's this British kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't quite nail it. To, yeah, it's yeah. kind of British, but it's like her dad's not British. So right, 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 right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like the uh, Madonna uh, love, like, yeah. of accent, yeah, <laughs> that she did there for a while. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, Log Jamming, which she shows up, which is <laughs> fantastic. I love the bit of... You can imagine what happens next. You fix the, the pipes? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, but then that, yeah, that 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 log jamming bit is that is very integral to the plot. Right, it establishes like, oh, her, you know, his. <laughs> I love that part of the proof when she's like, describing who he is. She's like, I have one of his, like, I have the vinyl of oh, his yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, it's in my LPs. Right, yeah. and she, and the whole point of that is to establish Autobahn. Right, <laughs> and the whole point of that is to establish that you know, oh, you wouldn't actually kidnap somebody who knows you because mm-hmm. the point is they shouldn't be able to point you out later. Right, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that. Right. <laughs> And then the way the, the imagery of that uh, of that album comes back in his dream. Yeah, it's all oh, yeah, yeah, with the big the, scissors. With the giant yeah, scissors, yeah. yeah. The dream's great. The abstract, yeah. like... The, that, that scene um, where he comes in and there's that guy, Knox Harrington, the, the, yeah. the video and David uh, Thewlis. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super... Yeah. yeah. Like, he has, like, this really thin John Waters mustache. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. And um, right when he's, he's like... 
do you drink Lebowski? He's like, yeah, I'm a white Russian right as he sets down. He's like, bars over <laughs> bars there. Bars over there, and he gets back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then one of my favorite um, lines, like, how do you know, uh, you know, Maudie or whatever? And she's like, um, he's like, oh, I'm just one of Maud's friends. He's like, oh, yeah, the one with the cleft asshole. <laughs> <laughs> No yeah. idea what that means. Right. But it just makes it. This is well. I think it's referring to. She might have mentioned that she had a friend who had a cleft ass. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, right. <laughs> sure. Uh, there, I just thought it came out so of nowhere. So many things come by so I know, fast. Yeah. And um, sometimes the dude just says nonsense. And yeah. Sometimes that you know it, yeah. it relates. But I love. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The they're, they're it's it's the. Because in these detective stories, you also have, like, the femme fatale who will mm. sleep with the main character right. or whatever. But in this case, it just happens because she wants to procreate. And yeah, it's not, she's a feminist, but and she, it's not out only... Of, right. And it's not out of affection, really. Yeah, it's just out of utility. <laughs> she needs the, right. the, the, the juice. My special lady friend. Stay away from my special lady friend. My little lady friend. <laughs> that character is great, too. The When runs yeah. into the... Um, the, pri- the, the PI. Yeah. yeah, John Polito, who was... Okay. He, he was in another... Uh, he was in Miller's Crossing, the comic oh, okay. movie. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Uh, no. It's good, yeah. But he's, I think this, he's kind of similar to a character from their movie Blood Simple, okay. too, a PI character, okay. who I think drove the same car. So oh, it's like a reference. Okay. To, but yeah, he's in like this one scene, and he's yeah. he was hired by yeah. by um, um, Bunny's parents. Right. And he ha- to has to show a picture of the family yeah. farm. <laughs> back in Minnesota. Morehead, Minnesota, I think. Right. And, uh, yeah, how's she going to go back after she's seen Carl Hungus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's such a it's, great movie, man. And I love the... the fa- eventually, the fact whether or not she got kidnapped doesn't matter anymore to the big... Yeah. He's like, she got kidnapped or, or not. I don't know. But, but, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love um, that final confrontation when... You kind of expect the tables are going to finally turn because mm-hmm. like the dude has just been on the shit end of the stick this yeah. whole time. But when they tell off the Big Lebowski, yeah, and uh, Walter knocks oh my out his chair, it's just oh. not like a feeling of success. You right, just right, right. Cripple on the ground, yeah. and now it's like yeah. he's, got, he's like, I can't get him off. help him, help me, help, help him, help him, man. He just starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, Walt Bunny. I've, I've seen a lot of spinals in my day. <laughs> This guy walks. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking know it. I um, uh, Walter was based on a real life guy. I don't know yeah. much about this. I, I I've heard a little bit about it, and the dude too to a little bit of a. a There's a guy named a pro- Jeff Dowd. Yeah, I think. Who's yeah. A producer on one of their movies, I think. Yeah, and um, he's based physically on him, right? A bit, and I guess he had a similar lifestyle. Yeah, uh, probably not to that extent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um. Uh, Walter's based on John Milius, okay. who was a director who directed uh, Red Dawn. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he directed. Uh, this is the communist one with the kids, right? Yes, is that yeah. That one? Okay. yeah. <laughs> and then he also he co-wrote Apocalypse Now. Oh wow! And some other stuff. Jesus. Yeah, and um, he was famous for being like volatile like that. I think he was <laughs> kind of conservative too, and okay. he would w- apparently one time pulled a gun on a producer. Oh wow! So he, that's like he was yeah. famous in the industry for being this yeah. kind of guy. So and he looks like Walter, mm-hmm. like the facial hair, the you know, yeah. the, he's you know uh, looks just like John Goodman does. Yeah, and um, I. I, I met John Milius. Whoa, a, really? Yeah, I met him at a convention one time. Oh my time, god! Because he's still alive. Um, and I don't know 
Is it a, sorry, is it a Lebowski convention or is it just uh, like it was a like a, just like movie? A, I think it was technically a horror convention, but it was okay. just the, there are celebrities and wow, different kinds that's cool. there. And uh, he was. I don't want to make assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> this is all conjecture. Sure, I'm pretty sure his brain was just fr- like he was on really? downers or something. Really, <laughs> I don't know. Or he's just fried after all yeah. these years. Of, you pull a gun on so sure. many times, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna yeah. get sad. Yeah, I definitely did not meeting him. Yeah. I had no felt feeling that he would. Really? Even have like the energy to pull a gun on right, somebody. Right, <laughs> right. Kind of, like I'll show you the picture we got later. He's kind of oh, like cool. he's kind of like not even looking at the camera. He's really? just kind of like like doesn't know where he is. <laughs> we barely exchanged. I was telling him like I was a big fan of Apocalypse Now, and he kind yeah. and he was like yes. Uh, like he just didn't like yeah. like. Uh, but yeah, I can only imagine Walter. Many years after the events of this movie is probably yeah. like what John Williams yeah, is now. Yeah, like, yeah um, that's in. I think we said about it earlier. It made me think about how there's so much like the the album, like the where you, the LPs, right? Where you go over and she's and he's looking through it, and there's that that they created that little thing that yeah. that you know that album cover, and then <clears throat> there's so much detail in this, like um, when. Like in the dude's house in his apartment, he's got a picture of like Richard Nixon bowling, like you know. So that there's that, like yeah. there's these little things, like when he, um, uh, he's laying on the rug and that he stole from the Big Lebowski, yeah. And um, he's listening to a tape of like, uh, and it says on that together a positive few times, but it's basically like he's listening to a, a him bowling, yeah. Right. So like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you listening to a like a just a tape of a bowling tournament. Right. Like, he just has like a love. Like yeah, it, it, yeah. Just, it would make no sense to listen to right. a bowling tournament. You Which know? is funny because we never physically see him bowl in the right. whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Walter. Or Walter. Yeah. yeah, like apparently they do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they're just sitting and like yeah. having a beer and talking yeah. about things. Um, yeah, I love those. Like we. You, when it comes down to like what does the dude believe it's mm. just like he's just uh like nothing really like he's yeah. he's the opposite of the nihilists <laughs> in a way right where they're they're similar and then in their carefreeness yep. but whereas like the nihilists believe in nothing he kind of believes in everything but he's okay with it like, yeah it's it's uh and as a result is happier than them because they're right, obviously right. <laughs> not happy yeah. people <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's an interesting um in, in reading some of the stuff that that's kind of what they they talk about how he is just um, you know be, yeah like believing in in everything like a, a kind of a um, very I guess Zen like way of living where things just happen and you know maybe don't attach too much emotion to it and things will you know come and go and things yeah. change and you know you get your the dude abides yeah yeah right, you're right. pissed on but you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's something he complains about later he's just like man if I just left it alone I'd just have a carpet with pee on it you know <laughs> <laughs> he has all these problems yeah. because he decided to go talk to the Big Lebowski right, right. about it. Um, I do think there's there's definitely intentional uh, um, commentary in the fact that the the rich Lebowski, mm. who who's played by David Huddleston, who's mm-hmm. a great. I'd seen him in I've Blazing him. Saddles. Oh, that's right. That's from. right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's much older than this, older than yeah. I'd ever seen him before. Yeah. But he's. Um, you know, he's this classic, like, he, you know, he's like, oh, he, like, calls him, you know, 
he calls him out for basically being like a beatnik, and yeah. uh, you know he's a classic like uh, like he did the little Lebowski Urban Achievers thing. <laughs> But you see him like sitting with like Nancy Reagan and yeah. supposedly talked around with Reagan, but right. it wasn't time for photo. photo. <laughs> uh, I love that. Right. Ben brings that up. He has to like you know just and he's just like oh Nancy's all right. Nancy's yeah. all right. He's like oh yeah, wonderful woman. <laughs> um, but he. Um, so he obviously represents like the you know like this rich conservative like um, you know you've got to work hard to earn it right but then you later find out that he didn't really earn anything anything yet. he just nope. married into it yeah we we gave him a business but but he mismanaged it and screwed <laughs> it up is what Maud tells us yeah later. so basically Maud's giving him the allowance yeah is sort of what you find out right. right and so I do feel like there's this element of like kind of pulling the rug out from no no pun intended but yeah. from like under <laughs> those kinds of people yeah. saying like. Yeah, I guess like the, the bums always lose, right? Yeah, the yeah, bums always lose. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, you're no different. Like yeah. if you, <laughs> you're just yeah. as you're just angrier than the dude. You right. have the same amount of, like, right. you know, drive. Right, like, right, I guess. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's really. I think he represents. What's funny is, I guess, like because he he he's breaking the rules himself. Like that right. was his. Yeah, he's he's all about rules and and like you have to do this. But then he tries to game the system to get ahead. Right, because you know, he wants. Like, well, he also, I guess, technically wants his. He kind of wants to lose his wife. Right, and then wants the dude to be the fall guy. Yeah, I guess because the whole point is like he gives him the briefcase, but it was a ringer for a ringer. Right, like, right. like, like he yeah. uh, had no plan on getting her yeah. back. <laughs> Which is interesting, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, but so he's like this hypocrite. Yeah. But then, but then I guess you have somebody like Walter, mm-hmm. who's also extremely conservative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, not a hypocrite no. by any means. Like he a hundred percent believes in everything. <laughs> yeah. But he does have his own insecurities. Yeah, and he's wife. wrong. Like he's, he's wrong. wrong too. Whereas yeah. interesting, you were saying like he ends up being right about everything, but like because he's he's this character, you've seen him like just do this. Stupid shit. He yeah. kind of loses a little bit of credibility. Well, he makes yeah. things worse <laughs> yeah. multiple times. Yeah, like, I know. It's, um, um, he, when he uh, when he's doing like the this is what happens, Larry, when you fuck a neighbor <laughs> in the ass, and he smashes that random yeah. guy's yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, one of the best cuts. Like just cut, this is a popular comedy beat that you see in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But I, it's one of the best examples of it I've ever seen, where it cuts from like then the guy takes you know the crowbar and then yep. smashes the dude's car, yeah, and then it just cuts to that shot of them driving with the breeze, oh, yeah, and they're eating In yeah. and Out. <laughs> Walter and Donnie yeah. are eating In and Out because yeah. they established earlier he's yep. like by the In and Out burger, he's like those are good burgers, yeah. Walter. <laughs> And so everything comes to a head with them paying off them eating the in and out yeah. and and the dude being just like yeah. just so upset yeah and that turn to Walter because it's all his fault I know um, that's like it's like a this fabric that you're weaving right you have these little yeah. these little like threads and then it just like it comes together in this great little yeah. fucking thing it pays off you know and it's just such a um, it's a fabric reference with a rug. Movie, sorry yeah. about that, but oh, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's such a great way. The storytelling in that is 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 super cool for like a movie that people that really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to at the beginning. But, yeah, yeah. So I guess in a movie, <laughs> what I'm wondering is like in a movie with so many conflicting ideologies. Yeah, are they endorsing one? Are they endorsing the dude? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> like, um, I'm not sure. I mean, he's the main character. I, I yeah. you know, and the narrator obviously admires his yeah lifestyle. Yeah, so and he's he gives life to another 
he carries on something. Right. Right. Because there's a little about right. on the way. Um, I don't know if, if we put any weight in that, but I don't know, maybe. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, what he says, like, the how the darn human comedy keeps perpetuating yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That there is just kind of a, you know, there was a lot before us, so there'll be more after. Right. It does feel like it's, yeah, it's kind of endorsing, like, a, a, not necessarily carefree, but a, a leisurely approach to, to life. And, yeah, it's not, like, Walter is something bad happens he is angry right yeah. like he is very emotionally invested in everything whereas like the dude like they pissed on his rug but he's like <laughs> someone broke into his place pissed yeah. on his rug and then he's just at a bowling alley like yeah. <laughs> drinking a beer after and he i mean he takes things pretty easily yeah. like he gets punched in the jaw, but like he's okay with right. it. He's like, I, I, I get it, you know. Yeah. Like, if someone broke into Walter's place to steal his rug, he would be dead. Everyone would be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walter would probably shoot himself in the in the foot or something, and right. then like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the dude is uh, like he out of all the characters, he has the most right to be angry most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't, and right. it's one of those movies that I think makes you kind of reassess how you are sometimes, and yeah. you wonder if if by letting things you know roll over would you know you just be a happier person right generally that's what my wife tells me <laughs> i think she's right i don't know does she like this movie is she she i think she likes it that i like it oh, like okay. so it's one of those things she likes to watch it with me because i can just quote all of the things sure and so i think she she's come to like it a lot more mm-hmm. um she is a cone brothers fan I, th- I think she um no country for old men was was a really one that she and I watched and I was just like completely blown away by mm. I really love that movie um and uh specifically um uh what's his name is amazing in that uh I can't think of his name Javier Bardem oh my god so, so great yeah that's just the 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 scene with the clip and the coin yeah like, in that it's most super <laughs> coin friendo friendo yeah <laughs> yeah also like a weird comedic moment right in, like, uh, yeah. right right um that's good. That, yeah. I mean, this it is like a movie that's it's just hard not to quote it. Like, yeah. I've told people they're out of their element before. Oh, it's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are friends from college that that's all we will do on the phone is we just do these quotes like from these <laughs> movies, like this one or you know, like Dumb and Dumber or like yeah. Tommy Boy and stuff like that. Like, that's all we do. Right. My, my wife is just like, do you guys? talk about do, anything do you create your own words your own no. sentences why would we it's so beautifully written already why oh, would we, why would we want to? Why, why four more yeah. sentences yeah. after the Coen brothers have already written yeah. the script for the Big Old like we'll, we'll hang out for like four hours and we'll go home and it's like what did you guys talk about I was like nothing <laughs> we just think we just quoted three movies so. something that's really interesting I've heard is that the Coen brothers are very specific about their script like they mm. don't allow any improvising usually oh, okay. apparently a Coen brothers set is very like almost like apparently boring like really? it's just very like they're very you know technical uh they're not super jovial guys oh okay uh and that's interesting because yeah. particularly when, when you look at movies like this and especially when you look at a lot of these scenes you would assume they were improvised because there's so much um unorthodox dialogue and the way people yeah, talk over true. each other and, and and stutter and stuff like yeah. that but it's also calculated and specific mm-hmm. and, and apparently their script is written that way for characters to talk over each other like that yeah 
And uh, I mean, a it, ta- it takes a really talented actor to pull those those things off and make it yeah. seem natural, but also just like yeah, just with how specific that is. Like there's that's why there's like a rhythm to all the dialogue. It yeah. feels very particular. Yeah, I I don't I haven't done a lot of acting, but I did one where we had to recreate. We had a transcript of a deposition. Oh, the founders. Oh yeah, did yeah, you see I that? Saw that. Okay, yeah. so that's the first time I ever really acted. So like. Um, so I can only imagine what that's like having to read it verbatim because like that was incredibly difficult to have to get that right because it's everything was written out so right. we just had to and it was from people who were just talking talking right yeah so we had to and and I I understand the reason why is like we you wanted to do it verbatim so I can only imagine what that was like in a a shoot like at a court if that's how, you know how they are yeah. like having to get that all right like that's going to be incredibly precise and right yeah and and how difficult that would be to have to do the I mean there's no laugh track or anything but right. like it's I mean, it's, it's different comedy, when you're playing right? when you're doing stand up and you're playing to an audience yeah it's like I don't know how specific you are about like, are you very specific when you write I try your to delivery? Be. I try to be. Because you do have a delivery that seems like it's off the cuff sometimes. Well, that's... That seems... Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no but, like, that's... I, I, that's an interesting uh, kind of dovetail of, of this is, like, how creativity can be two different things. It can be A plus B equals C and, and C is funny. Or, like, it's very vague and you get to the funny that way right yeah so like this is it's an interesting way of of how they're very precise and it led to this amazing um thing and i think like a guy like you know like brad wenzel is very much like that i think yes. I, I think of that his jokes are um they're jokes yeah it's <laughs> right. it's uh it's very precise yeah I, I, I don't i haven't talked to him about his process before but i can only imagine that that's what it is like it's very written out and every word has a reason why it's there yeah. as opposed to like it's efficient right as, or like a, um uh like in super bad right where they're writing um you know it's off the cuff kind of riffing i think right. it's well yeah most of those appetite yeah. movies half yeah. of it is people just riffing yeah spot. yeah um yeah that's interesting i never heard that before about um about the coen brothers but that that's uh that's an interesting Interesting thing, and I mean, it kind of makes sense that this is a movie where it's not really most of these actors aren't comedic actors necessarily. Right. Like they're all they're just actors. Yeah, they're, Jeff Bridges is a dramatic actor. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, none of them. I think John Goodman was on Roseanne. That's true. At the time, that's true. Yeah, but even his performance in Roseanne isn't anything like. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. So yeah, I think maybe when you are an actor, you are more inclined to just. Uh, to just kind of re, re take what's on the page and right. just do that as perfectly as you right. can, right? Uh, rather than because like if you watch an Appetown movie like Super Bad, a lot of those people are comedians. A lot yeah. of them are from uh, you know from Second City or SNL yep. or something like that. And so yeah, Seth Rogen, right? You know. They're all inclined to yeah. have their own ideas and stuff like right. that, which I think it makes it a very different. Even though it's got a similar conversational style to the characters, mm-hmm. there's yeah, it's a lot more particular in the Big mm-hmm. Lebowski. Yeah. And I mean the fact that we can quote it so well, I right. think. I think the Coen brothers knew what they were doing. When they right, were like, oh, yeah, right. Line right. has to be said this way. Yeah. Well, that, and, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I was trying to think of, there was a, if I could think of some, a, a, a movie that, or something that I quote a lot that maybe wasn't written like that. Like, I love, like, Kirby Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I mean, and that's. Because Larry David goes on his open. tangents. Right. That, 
seem yeah. very unscripted. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. See. That's. Uh, I wrote some things down. I wrote a couple lines that I just love. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, nice marmot. Oh. Uh, yeah. I had a ferret actually. I owned a ferret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in uh, right after college. Um, really? Like it just two. a pet ferret? Yeah, we had okay. two ferrets. Yep. I lived in Miami when I went to law school for my first year of law did school. Did you walk out on a leash? Like no, I did. I did have a leash though. <laughs> we did, it was just around the little apartment complex, but but yeah. Um, we we watched it around a couple times, but yeah, I didn't put it in the bath or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that was that's such a great like yeah. specific thing to do yeah. to interrogate somebody. <laughs> Just throw while they're in the bathtub, throw the. <laughs> The ferret in the bathtub. It's this great little part where he's got it on a thing, he just unchains it and holds it for a minute and then throws it in there. Because it's also like, they they didn't know he was going to be in the bathtub. They just just brought a ferret with them. Yeah. (laughs) What was he planning on doing? I love his reaction. He's like, hey, this is a private residence, man. Like, when they come in, his his first thought isn't they're doing something nefarious. It's like, hey, maybe they don't know that this is a private place. Um, and he's listening yeah. to whale sounds. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> with a nice marmot, and yeah. the way that he still calls it a marmot, like yeah. the next scene, he's uh, <laughs> how to have yeah. a marmot without a permit. Like, that, ain't, that ain't legal either, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like as if that matters. And then they get an argument about why that doesn't matter too. Um, I love. Oh, speaking of characters that just could have their own movie. Um, mm. After he leaves, so there's the whole sequence of Jack, Jackie Treehorn's. Place. Yes. Which is great. The I interesting love the the, the cinematography. Yeah, because you have the, the topless one, one yeah. bouncing on the yeah. thing. <laughs> the and guy's just like these giant eyes, like. Yeah. <laughs> He's loving and then it. there's this great wide shot. This like a beautiful wide shot of, of the party. Uh, yeah, the yeah. whole party, yeah. and it, it, like it looks. And that's when you're reminded, like, oh, these are like filmmakers yeah. made this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love the yeah the moment with. Um, Jackie Treehorn uh, writing the note, and then the dude. Oh yeah! Like, to see what the note was, he yes. like rubs the like it's the one very neat detective thing he does. Yeah, and he realizes yeah. he just wrote like a drew a boner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that whole section, and um, but then afterwards, after he uh, talks to the cop, who when he has one of my Chief favorite police lines, in Malibu. Yeah, yeah, and one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is uh, Mr. Treehorn treats objects like women, man. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Trehorn holds a lot of water in this town. Right. You, you don't hold shit, Lebowski. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I was thinking about that. Like, a porn producer holds a lot of water yeah. in this town. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, when he's uh, being driven home and the guy's playing uh, the Eagles. Oh, the, yeah, I forgot about that. Just the, oh, I hate man. the fucking Eagles, yeah. man. And that's the last straw. Yeah. Like, the cab driver throws yeah. him out of the car for that. <laughs> I think it's so great. Like, oh. the way that he's so mad, he's like, if you don't like my music, you, you get in somebody yeah. else's cab. Like, well, and, and that's an interesting thing, because, like, the music in the in the film is really great. Like, yeah. It, and it was something that I had never listened Like, it's so unique. There's a it's lot very of, particular, yeah. I think. Because, uh, obviously, he's obsessed with Credence. He has right. a Credence tape, yep. which is still in his car after it's <laughs> yeah. stolen. Uh, oh, that makes me think about the scene with the two cops. Yeah. Which the but like another like kind of genre where you got the 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 buddy cop kind of thing. Yeah. You have them just for a little bit, but like um it's like do you guys uh find any of this stuff? Like not not much hope for the tape deck or and then the, then the other cops like or, or the, the credence. <laughs> but then the funny thing is that's yeah, they're both <laughs> 
they're both still in this car and he's like you have your tape decks and your credence like they, they bring it up again later yeah um and there's a couple because yeah you hear uh looking out my back door and yeah. then there's also run through the jungle yeah which is so perfectly used when it's when walter throws out the ringer right and he's like i'm grabbing my uzi you didn't think i was gonna run you're naked did you yeah yeah and then, um, and it's so well used in yeah. that because it sounds like dangerous, right, you know. Right. And the song is about war, I think. Like yeah. It's about specifically, I think, like Vietnam, yeah. which relates to which Walter. Walter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the way they use like the eagles is this thing that annoys the dude because um, yep. there's also an eagle song playing when um, uh, Jesus inter- is introduced. It's oh, Hotel, Hotel California, California. yeah, like a cover of it, yeah, of Hotel California, yeah. yeah. So it is like, and then Kenny Rogers is on there, like when Kenny Rogers was in his weird phase where <laughs> it was the my condition was, it, it was yeah, that one, that's Kenny Rogers. That's during his um, his dream sequence, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, the amazing uh yeah the erotic bowling right <laughs> yeah when he like he's go he's going down the lane like looking up all the women's yeah. sports <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah no, the soundtrack yeah it's so particular and i like mm-hmm. uh i just I, the fact that he hates the eagles yeah his, like, right 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 <laughs> like i don't know why i don't know what's hateable about the eagles <laughs> yeah but yeah um I like the line, uh, just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sap. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's at the end. It's so... Please lower your voices. <laughs> um, the character of... I, there was a theory for a while that Donnie is actually like imaginary, or oh. he was an old war friend of Walter's oh, that okay. he's remembering, but that doesn't check out because yeah. the dude, dude talks inter- to him once when yep. he says phone's ringing, dude. And he's like, "Thank you, Donnie." Yep. And then at the end, obviously, yeah. so it doesn't quite. But it is interesting. That's the only time the dude ever addresses Donnie. Yeah, like he never acknowledges his existence mm-hmm. most of the movie, right. which is really yeah interesting. I wonder, which I guess kind of just has to do with like. Donnie is just so left out of the situation, mm-hmm. and the only attention he gets is from Walter, who's telling him to shut up. <laughs> right. um. <laughs> and he he doesn't react to it. He's just like, yeah, he just has no. Um, he's not pissed about someone telling him to shut the fuck up all the time. Yeah, he just kind of <laughs> takes yeah, it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I I don't know how this question. I'm sure there's a reason. I mean, like I just. Why does Donnie die? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like why? Why does that happen? Yeah. There was a thing in a lot of Coen Brothers movies where Steve Buscemi just like kind of unsurprised, like surprisingly, just gets killed. Oh, okay. Like I don't know if it was oh, a yeah. thing about him as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> like they well, just like ago, killing right? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens in a couple others. Um, he apparently has like he's one of the most killed actors really? of all time. I want to say, like obviously I think Danny Trejo just got the number one <laughs> spot and then I think like Sean Bean's right after him. Okay. But there's a YouTube compilation of all of Steve Buscemi's <laughs> movie deaths. And oh wow. <laughs> but I just want yeah, in the context of the movie, why does I don't why does understand Donnie why Donnie dies. Die? <laughs> yeah. And because I mean, well, and, and it's funny because the narrator asked at the end, I think yeah, he says I don't know why why Donnie had to go. He's like I didn't, I didn't like seeing Donnie, Donnie go. go. Yeah. <laughs> With any right. yeah. It's just uh Interesting. Um, I mean, I guess it's uh, I, I maybe part of it is that because Walter had been so cruel to Donnie, uh-huh. like all the time, and the dude had just kind of ignored him the whole time. Yeah, and then the fact that he dies when they, they don't even notice him when they're because they're fighting the nihilists. Right, and Walter bites one of their ears off. <laughs> 
there's that wonderful thing. <laughs> and throws the bowling ball in right. his chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they see him and he's just like, oh, we have a man yeah, down. Yeah. And so man maybe, down. <laughs> right. That's such a nom thing. <laughs> so maybe there's like a feeling of like, you know, you the, if you appreciate what you have and to before it's mm. gone because oh, neither yeah, of them appreciated that. Donnie there that much yeah. um, and it's kind of a sad thing with him dying in right. uh, Walter's arms because right, Walter right, so, yeah. had been so mean to him <laughs> yeah. all the time but, but was, then you learn that like you know there's some friends that I you know that are mean they're mean to you right. but they're like you they actually love whatever. you yeah. right right <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. and there's the uh, the eulogy that he gives yeah. Donnie when they spread oh the ashes. Oh my god, yeah. But he brings up Vietnam. Vietnam again. So we're on the hills of Quezon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, but yeah, I guess that's what they're... Because it kind of feeds into the dude's philosophy of, like, enjoying, you know, just taking it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess part of that is, like, if you don't, you know, the things you should have appreciated yeah. could be gone. Right. Um, I guess that's how I. Yeah, that's take a good. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about. Yeah, I didn't even think about it until recently. Because yeah. before, I just thought, I guess it's funny that Donnie just right. says, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Um, and sad that this character who has no function within the yeah. entire plot. I, yeah, he's just kind of operating within this this thing. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, you're, he doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> the mod or, or anything like that. Not really. He just comes along when they uh, when they when he. They talk to Larry. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, um, do you have a favorite line that sticks out, or one that you quote? Oh, I think. I mean, regularly. Um, obviously, you're not a golfer. That's uh, that's a great <laughs> yeah. one from the beginning. Um, I mean, there's so many. I mean, we've, we've probably said a lot. In that same ones. scene, I like um, when he's like, "Where's the money, Lebowski?" Yeah. And he's like, uh, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, "It's down there. Let me take another look." <laughs> Just <laughs> right off the bat, like that's. This is like how I've, how many times I've watched it, but there's little things that I'll that I'll, that I'll I picked up on. Like so when they when Wu and that the I don't think we learn the other guy's name, but Wu is the other right at the beginning where they um oh the two the, is Wu the, the they steal the rugs. quote unquote Chinaman yeah was, was, yeah oh, yeah so then the the other guy okay so when uh, Wu pisses on the rug yeah and so Wu leaves and then the the uh, other guy that's putting his head in the toilet yeah. you, as you hear him walk away you hear him like a squish. Uh, in, in, in Wu's piss on the carpet. Yeah, I also love that they're mad at him. They're like, "Thanks for nothing." Like, yeah, it's yeah. like well, you just broke into his house. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fucking loser. Yeah, <laughs> at least I'm housebroken. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just it seems like that. Where you're like, "Off, oh, like if only I had the temperament of the dude to right. just still make a joke." Yeah, <laughs> in that in situation. The situation. Yeah. Um. I guess. How often do you rewatch this movie? Do you think? I watch it like every few months. I think. Do you have it like, on like like Blu Ray now? Or is I do. Yeah. Movie? Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and it was on when it was on Netflix. Up oh, yeah. For like, I think of like three four months ago, it was on Netflix for a little bit, and then I would watch it, and then but um, but yeah, I got the Blu Ray of it. I don't own many like DVDs. Yeah. Um, or Blu Rays or whatever they're called now. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um. Yeah, I don't own many of those things, but but yeah, I, I there's stuff in my office like I have like um, my um, um, at my house I have a painting of of like the dude with the man of the year 
uh, when that one scene where he when he's like looking at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the... yeah. My wife got that for me. Um, I've got another like um, Obama, uh, like with the hope. Thing. Oh yeah. So, but it's like the dude, and it's just an abide <laughs> on it. Oh, that's and, I've seen that. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, for the listeners at home, you're wearing a. Oh, I am. Yeah. Lebowski. I am. Shirt yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I've got a couple of. You have one with Walter. I, on I do. Yeah. I've seen. Yep. Yeah. I've got that one. I think that's my own. And I have uh, another one with uh, Walter. It says, um, "I don't roll on Chavez." That one. <laughs> <laughs> um, has this Has this movie ever been like a? Uh, like a friendship litmus test for you? Has it ever been like Yeah. There, if some people don't like it, I'm like, Oof, all right. <laughs> Have you Oof. sat somebody down and like, this is... Like, no, I just like, if they're not into it, I don't want to push it on them, sure. you know, but... If you did, you show it to your wife before you got married. That we were, well, it was it right around the time, like when I first saw that, we, we actually met like my, our freshman year in college. Oh, it was okay. right around the same time. We've been together for like... A long time, so like longer okay. than we haven't been together, because <laughs> it's kind of weird. Right. But um, we've been together for like twenty years, so we've um, you've you've been with your wife and the Big Lebowski for yeah, the same amount of time. right for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right around the same time. Like she, um, a couple weeks after we saw this uh, the Lebowski for the first time at Wells Hall, we saw uh, Rushmore uh, for oh, the yeah. first time Wolf in Wells Hall, and it was like that was one of and she fucking hated that movie like, she's <laughs> like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen but now she kind of likes it but I saw that one and and that one too like within a month I saw both I think it was I'm pretty sure if the dates hold up I might be a little bit wrong but I remember seeing it in Wells Hall so it was uh, they still show movies in Wells Hall okay, I think. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah I remember watching that too and was just blown away by Rushmore I just loved that so much um and I think what I like about it too is like there's so many details of like the Wes Anderson, like what he. Oh well, yeah, he he's does. extremely uh, yeah. detailed, Wes Anderson. Yeah, I, I, that's something I appreciate more when, you know, there's a lot of movies you watch one time and you enjoy them, mm-hmm. but all my favorite movies now are thinking back. It's it's the movies that everything in it. You feel like everything in it it needs to be in it. Yeah, you know, nothing. You know, Rushmore is a movie where like every small detail, or pretty much any Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. every small detail is incredibly important, mm-hmm. and you understand that that was like we it, he yeah. was very particular. Yeah, and obviously that's the case with the Coen Brothers too. Mm-hmm. And um, I can only think about being one of them and yeah. like describing to describing exactly what you need to yeah. the the um uh, oh yeah the uh, like producer costume designers oh, okay, yeah. and and, and yeah. set designers and it's just like no no you don't get it this is right, what right, it needs right. to be or if like an actor's changing a line a bit and you're just like no 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 yeah. it needs to you almost have to like draw you have to draw it out for them and like, yeah and, like reproduce it because right I mean, like Steve Zizou right I mean that that's that's such a yeah the life aquatic uh, yeah. yeah um and just think about how crazy that guy must seem to his whole crew. Yeah. When it doesn't quite all make sense in pieces <laughs> right. yet. But he's like, trust me, trust yeah. me, it's all going to be perfect. Yeah. Like, uh, the cinematographer on this movie was Roger Deakins. Okay. Who just won his second Oscar. Oh, really? Uh, he won for uh, 1917. Oh, okay. Just this, and then he his first Oscar was a couple years ago for the late, the new Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. But he's, yeah, he worked with the Coen brothers a bunch of times. He also huh. did Fargo and some of their other stuff. And now he's like considered the best yeah. most people don't know cinematographers yeah but even to like most regular people he's considered like the he's like the name that m- most people know okay you know um 
so he's he's like the only famous cinematographer <laughs> <laughs> basically nice. now Who, uh, what's your what's your favorite Coen Brothers movie Probably Fargo. Yeah, this one's super close. Yeah. I don't, it's like this one or Fargo, depending yeah. on my mood. Well, because Fargo's I a bit it. darker, depending yeah. on my mood. Yeah. I like. I mean, I, this one holds. Like, I like other movies, mm. but this one's just got like a special like place for me, you know. So I don't judge it against other things, you know. But like, yeah, I love Fargo. Fargo's like such a great, you know, um, such a great movie, and and. Uh, and No Country for Old Men, I really right. love that. Well, um, I, I think we both have an affinity, probably, for like the the Midwest representation in Fargo. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I always appreciate the just language. Like, yeah, just specifically delving into yeah. the Midwest eccentricities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but and then Lebowski is all about a culture. It's mm-hmm. all about Los Angeles. And yeah, like the weird coast and opportunist people there who are all in their own egos and their own sure ways. Uh, the 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 Knox Harrington. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, Knox yeah. Harrington is the most LA guy right. I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in a movie. Yeah. And he's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I love the, the clash the clash of uh, Sam Elliott being this oh, yeah, yeah. country, this cowboy guy. Oh right. Yeah, and he's in this who's yeah, in LA. And he's right. he kinda treats it like it's this faraway land. Like it's right. when he when he's describing it at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so interesting how he yeah, how he how he's there. I mean, he's just there, and then he becomes <laughs> yeah. a part of the movie. It's just, I, I've, I've always kind of right. like... He's a Greek chorus. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, is there anything else you wanted to say about the movie? Before no. No? This is good. <laughs> this is I love talking I mean, about it. Yeah, there's uh, there's so much to say. And obviously, there's a podcast that... Yeah. What's the name of the podcast? Um, I gotta find it. Oh, it's just the Lebowski cast. Lebowski cast. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So they, they've moved on to do other things now because they've went through they the finished whole... It? Yeah, this oh, okay. was a while ago. You're just still listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... It's even like a lot for me, and I'm like a huge sure. super nerd of the film, so I was just like, "Woo!" I can only take it so much of it. It's like, could we uh, talk a little bit more than sixty seconds of the film? Yeah, you know? um, but that's yeah. why. I mean, there, there's just so. I mean, there's so much to the movie, and so much. Like it says something when people love the characters so much mm-hmm. that you dr- are, I mean, they have a festival. Yeah, every, every year. year. Yeah, a religion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring. I actually wanted to work at bringing the Lebowski Festival here. I don't know, or just doing one. Oh, that'd like be starting great. like starting it really small, just having like you know, Serving watch some Russians, movie. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Caucasians, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, by like, have you ever been to Red Cedar Spirits? You ever I haven't. No. Okay, they have the they made the best like white Russian I've ever had because really? they make their own vodka and okay. it's like it's really good vodka. So that might be the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They um they do um uh, they did a Lebowski um. Watch the movie and do you know White Russians and stuff, and that yeah. was pretty cool. I, I want to do something like that where I don't know if there's enough people that are into it. Who but, wouldn't want to cosplay? Right, as the dude too. It's yeah, most comfortable. There you go. Outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's like obviously, like Jesus Rolls is coming out. The, yeah, you know the spinoff, and yep. people will see that just because they're in love with that world. Yeah. And uh, I mean, would you would you be excited if they announced an actual sequel to this movie? Or would you be scared? <laughs> like there was a rumor about five or six years ago that they were gonna have Bill Murray in it, and it, oh, was, it was all yeah. fake. But yeah. when I, but the my point is, is like when that happened, I was like, oh no, I don't yeah. want them to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, because it's weird. Because part of me is like, I want to spend time, more time with these characters. Yeah. Like I want to see the dude and Walter and yep. them. But then 
part of me is like it's so particular to right. this story and also the Coen brothers if it's not them doing it it doesn't count no you know yeah and um there would be a riot I don't know if they made <laughs> right. think about the Coen brothers right. doing it. I think the fact that John Turturro can get away yeah. with his movie because it's such a small character in the yeah. movie yeah it's so funny but, that we asked for like oh were the Coen brothers okay with it <laughs> he's like are you guys <laughs> yeah. won't you be mad <laughs> yeah. Um, but um but yeah and then I think what the do uh Jeff Bridges was in a Super Bowl ad recently where he played the dude. Oh, that's right. That yeah. kind of pissed me off. I was a little, felt a little weird about that. Right, yeah. Like, it's just a bit like, like, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, My buddies didn't die facing in the mock. <laughs> for this stupid ad. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Wait, was Parker. It? Was it Stella? Stella Artois. I think it was Stella Artois. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it worked. I bought a bunch of Stella Artois. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Like that's, that's my whenever I go to a place and they and I I don't normally I'll get like you know whatever they like craft beer kind of thing. Yeah. But if they don't have it, like I was like, do you have Stella? I don't, that's <laughs> why it's just like I don't know. I've yeah. I've, I've, went, I've gone from like a place where there's idiots like that drink Coors Light and we would you know buy a, a lake somewhere <laughs> and we didn't. There was no one of any intelligence whatsoever. To then now like I drink a Stella or two. Just like I feel like such an asshole. Like I've come this far. I don't like asking like. for it. No, yeah, it's that's the worst part. I, I only drink it at home. But I like it. I kind of <laughs> like it. I do. Yeah, <laughs> and they have great commercials. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but d- the dude aside, they've had other very right. good commercials. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm okay with letting the dude rest. Letting yeah. him, because yeah. also as Sam Elliott says, you know, there's a comfort in knowing he's out there. Right. <laughs> and right. That's right. It. Right. Yeah. And the whole darn human comedy is perpetuating itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so more so, I'm just I get excited for things that Coen Brothers do and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that, and I'd love to see. I mean, they worked with Jeff Bridges again on True Grit, so I'd yeah. Love to see them. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. That was, then, that's that's so funny. Like, I yeah, I forgot about that one, but that was one when it was on Amazon Prime. I think it might still be on Amazon Prime, but I would just I would just watch it. I really enjoyed that. that it's one of the film. best westerns in a yeah. long time, for yeah. sure. And um, um, I mean, they have a specific. Style. They like westerns. And they've done very different kinds. Because I guess No Country for Old Men is kind of one. Yep. And then uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's right. like its own thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw all of that. Yeah, because it's parts. It's like five short films. That's true. Okay. And they're all very different. Yeah. Like one is like a musical comedy, and then there's That's like right. a horror one. Yep. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I'd love to see him work with Jeff Bridges again. Uh, obviously, John Goodman's like their golden boy. He's in like yeah. so many of He's their so movies. Good. Uh, they have the, like their go-tos, like Steve mm. Buscemi's in a bunch of their movies too, yeah. and Chad Turturro also. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. But um, always and forever a Coen Brothers fan yeah. and uh, Big Lebowski fan. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Thanks, man. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. I'm glad. I I would have I would have never done this with anybody else. <laughs> uh, thanks. Obviously, after you threatened me. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> um, do you want to uh, plug? Here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I we do a uh, podcast. Me and Louis Michael f- uh, free consultation. Uh, we just talk about the law and how stupid it is. Uh, and Louis said, I think he said it's the number one comedy law podcast. Is that is that like true? <laughs> well, I think that's it's the it's top the only one. <laughs> well, I think he started. He was saying we were the number three uh, comedy law podcast number in three. Michigan. Yeah, this is all bullshit. Because yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he said that. And yeah. I was just like, is that a metric? No. <laughs> the people, it is not. <laughs> if anything, I think we're the only comedy law podcast. So that's I've never case. heard of. You're the number one no, comedy law podcast we'll of all time. And yeah. if there's others, we'll hunt them down and kill them. <laughs> uh, 
yeah. No, it's a great podcast. I well, listen thanks. to it many times. Um, yeah. I also liked your crossover with... Uh, with oh, uh, yeah, Truth, that was fun. Truthcast. That yeah, was yeah. fun. Um, yeah, I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, I, like, doing the acting thing was, was cool. It was really nerve-wracking, but... Yeah. It was fun to be able to do something. I did that. I did Truthcast... Uh, Around the time I did this ep- an episode of this with Mike Bobbitt, we yeah. did each other's. So I was on an episode of Truthcast, and I played like a uh, a right wing conspiracy. Oh, you told us that, yeah, yeah, yeah. about like movies and stuff, and um, <laughs> and I was had this whole theory about how foreigners were infesting Hollywood, right? And that was there was so much pressure because it's yeah. it's improvising, right. Basically, but yeah. but they make it so easy, and, yeah. and they're just so good at what they do, right? Uh, Alex and uh, Mike, so you just you don't you, right. you don't feel that much pressure right. when you start. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've been doing that, and uh, we just got a new rig, new podcast rig. So we've, oh, nice. we've only had one uh, episode with the new rig, um, but we're excited about that, and um, that's a lot of fun. And I'm going to be recording an album on uh, May 29th. Uh, at the Robin Theater, I'm excited to, to do that. It's my wow. first one, so um, it's gonna be fun and different name. Terrifying. For you? I, I don't know. I was I was thinking about that. Um, I might just kind of keep some. I have some ideas that. I, but um, but yeah, I'm kind of keeping it open right now. And one of my buddies, uh, Kristen Toomey from Chicago, is gonna come, and she's like. Uh, a headliner, so I have to follow her, yeah. <laughs> which is gonna be difficult. She's like super funny. Um, and uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's the next big project that I'm working on right now. And um, so yeah, that's the that's the next creative thing. Trying to get that whole, um, you know, hour together. Yeah. And then whittle it down to <laughs> you know, yeah. 45 minutes. Sh- shave the fat. Like right. You say, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and you've got uh, you just started taps taps yeah life. yeah that's fun um, that's really fun yeah I, I th- it's a really, it's a good vibe there which is cool um, it's it's a, it's a low pressure room and that's yeah. what I like is I like being able to give people um, more time than they might be comfortable with mm-hmm. and making them do that <laughs> I was because, scared the first time oh I was like, well, 10 you did, minutes you did great you <laughs> what did does he think yeah and but I like I like because got to be able to stretch our legs you know mm-hmm. doing it and um because then it just pushes your that's one reason why i'm doing the album is because i really wanted to um push myself to get to that yeah and um i don't like headlining it's not really my thing i don't really necessarily want to do that i like the the feature spots like the sweet spot for me mm. where you, I think comedy shows are really long you know it's a 90 minutes for a comedy show yeah and like paying attention to, to like a headliner for 45 minutes like there's not many people that can command my attention for 45 minutes you know and uh and it's a bit of a hot potato thing like you're yeah. like I'm done throw the audience on the next guy exactly you know right. it's not all yeah it's not on me, me. Yeah. right yeah, yeah. My, my job my job is pressure right <laughs> I, I do comedy because I want to fuck around and have fun yeah um but yeah, it's very low. You know, you can, as a feature, you're just in the middle, and no one gives a shit about the feature guys. <laughs> you can leave after you're done. Like right. you don't have to go. You don't have to go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I wanted to to push myself just to be creatively. I wanted to do, um, just put out something that I really enjoy, and then see what happens. And then yeah. you know, if nothing happens, nothing happens. But if, you know, at least I'll have something that 
I can show to my kid and be, and be like, this is where dad was when you, <laughs> when you were five and six. Yeah. And uh, he's like, can I come to Crunchies with you? And I'm like, no, you're seven, bud. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Give another yeah. uh, ten years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm excited uh, for that. I've got a couple months. I'm excited, and, too. You, what, yeah. when, what date did you say? This um, May 29th. May 29th. At the Robin okay. Theater. Robin yeah. Theater. Yep. That's a good venue. Yeah, it's you. fun. Yeah. It's... um. I'm hoping it's going to be, I'm hoping to pack it out. Uh, and then um, I got Lucas Nunn, who recorded Rob and Pat's albums. Okay. Um, and Dan's, too, to do it. And he's great. Um, he's talking about technical stuff. I have no idea. He's excited. <laughs> so as long as he's excited, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. He tells you, and you're like, sounds good. Sounds good, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> As long as you, in my mind, all it takes is like just turning on a microphone. And right. Thing. Like audio tracks. <laughs> what? what? There's multiple. Yeah. At once. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, that's my head spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, thanks, so, man. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Sure. Anytime. that does another episode of we are movies thank you so much for listening uh thank you to nick lydorf for coming on um obviously go follow him on all the social media stuff um go see the weekly crunch every tuesday at crunchies uh check out uh his show at taps 25 every sunday it's a really great room it's a lot of fun i've done it um and uh, also listen to free consultation. It's a great podcast. I'm actually I'm a I'm a big fan of it. So uh, even if he wasn't here to plug it, I would still tell you to listen to it just on my own personal recommendation. Um, if you enjoy this podcast and you haven't yet, feel free to rate us, uh, write a review, um, subscribe on uh, the the podcast app, whatever you use. Um, Also, um, if you want to uh, just keep up with us, uh, you can like our Facebook page, We Are Movies. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Are Movies. And um, if you're just interested in me and not the uh, podcast, uh, then you could also follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Johnny Mockney or Letterboxd at Johnny Mockney if you're one of those guys. That's all for this episode. I will be back in your ears very soon, and until then, this aggression will not stand.